Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. It's a Friday. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. As always, this is a show about stock market investing. Um, Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Risk management. So we start and end all of our decisions based on managing risk. And I try to share with you my knowledge of that. This is called Quantamental Investing. That's what we're doing on this trading desk. It's a combination of quantitative execution. So algorithms execute to help us get rid of the fear greed response that usually gets in the way of managing money correctly. And we couple that with a fundamental foundation. That's the information edge that I'm bringing to you every time I do this. Thanks for joining me on the channel. Um, It's a live trading desk. Don't forget. So I've got trades going on. The phone might ring. Just bear with me. And this is a live look into um, how I manage capital, both my own capital and that of investors I work with. Um, I work with investors through my interactive brokers relationship. You can also become an armor insider by subscribing and getting a little more of a deep dive into the things we discuss here on YouTube by going to the armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. Don't forget if you enjoy this um, discussion today, if it speaks to you, give me a thumbs up. I'd appreciate it. You can subscribe right down here. I've set up a couple opportunities for you to subscribe to this channel and for the uh, subscription to the Armor Report. So uh, uh, consider that. All right, let's get to business today. We're going to be discussing a couple of topics. I'm going to go over the coronavirus and Gilead Sciences. Okay, we're going to discuss that for a minute. I'm going to um, cover the cannabis stocks today. We haven't discussed them in a while. I want to get to a strategy that we're following in the Armor Report portfolios and how we're making a shift there. Today's really going to mark a shift of how we manage capital um, when it comes to the cannabis stocks. So I want to share that with you. And I'm going to round it out, the big picture thought for you on precious metals and why it's important to either have them in your portfolio now or to at least have them at the top of your whiteboard so you're aware um, of what's occurring in that space over a longer period of time and how it can really help hedge a portfolio. <clears throat> the title of today's discussion is still stock market correction, how to invest. And you're saying to me, there is no correction. The market's ripping to new highs. It will do you no good if I have these conversations after the market's drop 10 to 15%. So we're about managing risk on the desk. And when the market gets X standard deviations above key moving averages, We start thinking about how to adjust our portfolio, not necessarily right now, 
And don't forget this conversation. I'm not telling you what to do. I don't know you, so I couldn't possibly tell you, do this to your portfolio. If you want more one-on-one guidance, become an Armor Insider and you have access to me. You can call me whenever you want. Um, God, that gardener outside my window is driving me crazy. I hope it's not ruining uh, the audio of this conversation. So when I say we're managing risk, there's different ways to do it. The most aggressive way is to run out there and short things. Not doing that. Market's in a huge uptrend. Never going to get in the way of that freight train. Uh, But we will do some things to help us out, help us smooth out inevitable sell-offs like we had a couple weeks ago. And that's to be long treasuries, the 30-year or 20-year-plus treasuries, TLT is the ETF we use, and to be long precious metals. So from time to time, we're adding those positions. So I'm going to wrap up with that discussion. (coughs) Excuse me. Let's start by looking at the coronavirus and what we've been saying here on our desk. First thing I said to you guys was, please avoid penny stocks with the word virus in their name. Um, You could do whatever you want with your money. I'm managing real capital on a large scale for um, retirement plans and uh, uh, portfolios that are – more conservative in nature. Even my aggressive portfolios are more conservative in nature. I won't go out there and buy penny stocks. I don't buy micro caps. And one of the major reasons is um, I like to say that information makes money and institutions make markets. Institutions, guys who are running billions of dollars, drive stocks up on that beautiful 45-degree angle over a series of years. Right? We want to hop on Microsoft at 40 before it goes like this. Right? We're, want to, we're, we're going to be buying IBM like we did a couple of weeks ago in this portfolio, and it starts to go like this. And those are the type of stocks that institutions get behind that we can own long term. We can pick up a dividend. So when the coronavirus outbreak began, I came on this channel a couple of weeks ago, and I said, guys, the stock to own here is going to be Gilead Sciences. G-I-L-D is the symbol. Simple reason. It's been on our whiteboard for weeks because it's a turnaround story, having had a big sell-off basing in a very clear structure between 63 and 68. We paid 63 and change for it, or I should say we added it to our armor portfolios. And of course, my own capital is managed uh, um, following the armor portfolios, right? So um, when I share this information with you, it's not necessarily for you to run out and do it. It's just to tell you what I'm doing with my own personal capital so I can share my successes and my failures, right? We're going to talk about mistakes too, and hopefully you learn from them. So the reason we were there, I just want to reiterate, why is that the place to be for my capital? It's because we're going to pick up a 4% dividend yield. The company just announced they increased the dividend 8%. The company announced a couple billion dollar stock buyback, right? The company's already in the process of turning around their business. The coronavirus possible cure or a drug that can cure it, total kicker here, total gift if it happens, 
If it doesn't happen, it doesn't change the stock price. Take a look at this, okay? I'm going to share with you um, what you're looking at now is a chart of Gilead Sciences, right? Those three downtrend, uh, trending yellow lines, they're Fibonacci lines. When you break the third downtrend line, it means that the reversal is in place. So how do you find stock reversals? This is one way to do it. We're breaking that third downtrend line this week. We were buying the stock 63 and change, adding it to our armor portfolios. It crossed 70 this morning at 69 and change. Okay, so up until this week, up until really the last couple of days, I don't think the coronavirus uh, uh, story had anything to do with where the stock was trading. Now, they announced earnings, they announced the buyback, they announced the increase in dividends. Um, but I'll tell you, analysts are out there downgrading the stock. Sanford Bernstein just yesterday downgraded the stock and the stock's going up anyway. So now I think that this coronavirus possible cure story is starting to come into the stock. And as it rises higher, your risk gets bigger, right? They come out with an announcement that their drug doesn't work. Stock will come right back down to the low 60s probably. Okay? So um, I'm not running out there and adding today. The time to add this to the portfolio is earlier in the month or um, – yeah, earlier in the month or uh, late January um, in the 63, 64 range. Now we're just enjoying the ride in here and we'll see what happens over the next couple of months. It should be pretty swift if their drug is effective. And of course, they're working with the government of China now to address issues in, the, um, in Wuhan. And we should be able to see some results fairly quickly. You know, this isn't your classic phase three trial that the FDA has approved. This is a hands-on, people are sick, are we curing or aren't we? And as anecdotal stories come out of China that the cure is working, you're going to see the stock start to rise. Okay? Um, so that's how we're investing in that situation. Let's move on. I want to talk about cannabis stocks now. This is important. We believe on this trading desk and we have for a while this is a major investment theme we want to be here in the next three to five to ten years we think a lot of money will be made in the space it's been death valley since may of last year i came on this show so i'm going to talk about successes and failures okay we're not always going to talk about how we bought gilead right and the stock's going up we've been trying to buy mj which is the etf I've implored you guys, starting early in January, if you're going to buy these stocks, Canadian names for sure, try to avoid individual names and focus on the ETF because you can manage your risk better. Today's a perfect example of that, right? Because yesterday we had the halt in Aurora Cannabis, ACB. CEO has stepped down. They're slashing costs. The stock gap down. Down 15, 16% right now. MJ, the ETF, is down 2.5%. Okay? So you can see the difference. It's still going through our stop.
I, I normally would wait until the end of the day to pull that position out of portfolios. But, um, and you could certainly do that, right? I mean, 16 is the area. Let's take a look at it. Okay, let's take a look at MJ. So I wrote in here, as you can see the writing, double bottoms in, enjoy the ride. That was back here. Okay, now we're in the process. I should probably change this. First of all, we got to erase it because it's not happening. The target was not hit. Right? So now what we've got is a key area of support that's under serious uh, attack. Okay? Let's just call it what it is. It's under serious attack. So how do you handle this? Um, Everybody has their own way of using stop losses, so I'm not going to tell you what to do. I, I don't ever try to tell you what to do in the show. I just share information about what I'm doing. So there's different ways to use stops. A lot of the times I'll wait for the end of the day to stop out a position because I don't like that early morning sell-off and reversal higher. We're not getting that reversal higher right now in MJ. I've lifted it out of portfolios. And what I've decided to do is refocus my cannabis investing on what works. We're starting to see a real separation between the leaders and the laggers. And there are not many leaders. Okay. There are two stocks in armor portfolios that are individual cannabis stocks. Only two do we own in portfolios. January 1, I did an Armor Insider eyes-only video about innovative properties, IIPR. The stock's up 25% since I did that. Pays a 5% yield. And I shared with you more than once on this channel that I think it's the best way to play the U.S. cannabis market. The other stock we own is GW Pharmaceutical. We own it in the 116 area, 116, 117 area. Stock's up around 126 and a half today, which is a bit of a gift. It's just that the closest competitor to GW is Zogenics, and their phase three trial didn't show any efficacy more than GW, right? So the potential for a competitor that had a better product is off the table. They'll still have a competitor, and that competitor will try to, you know, grab some of their business. Who knows if they can? But that's a bit of a relief for GW shareholders. The reason we own that stock is that we kind of view that really it's not, it's not really a cannabis play. It's a biotech story. It's a biotech story that uses cannabinoids. We think it was unduly destroyed because it's the third largest position in MJ, the ETF. So if MJ gets destroyed, they got to rebalance an ETF. They're selling GW, even though really it's got nothing to do with why the rest of MJ is going down, right? The majority of NJ are Canadian cannabis companies, which are in serious trouble. So that's how you get some opportunities. ETFs get crushed. Everything goes down in the space. 
but you start to look for the differentiators. Which guys are destroyed that have nothing to do with the reason why the whole rest of the group's getting destroyed? That's why we added that stock to the portfolio. I don't know how long I'm going to hold it, to be honest with you. If they're going to kill MJ and break it below 16, my guess is the gap you're seeing up on GW will get closed simply because it's a major part of MJ. But that's the top of our leaderboard. We own it right now. We own, M we own IIPR. And so going forward, while I really like the idea of MJ because it pays a 5% dividend, I've got to be honest with you, there's too much junk in the portfolio now. I'm really concerned about the Canadian guys. And so if I want to own Canadian players, I'd really just high grade my portfolio and own the two names that have all the cash. Right? Canopy Growth and Kronos. And you might hate those companies. Okay, hate them. But if you can't make money in the companies that have all the cash, you're going to have a very hard time making money in the companies that don't have the cash. So you're getting guys like Telray and and Ace, you know, uh, Aurora and all these other guys slashing costs, slashing workforce. What this tells me is that the earnings announcements that we're going to see coming out are going to be disasters again. Cannabis 2.0 is not saving anybody. I've said on this channel before that if this cannabis story is going to work this year, it's going to be a second half of 2020 where it works when we see the Ontario stores opening up and more product being sold. Until that time, they're just caught in a vortex. So any future cannabis investing I do, as much as I hate it, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be using MJ at the moment. There's just too many names in there that I really don't want to own. And so I'm going to shift back over to focusing on what's working. And that's research fundamental information, driving our decisions with a quantitative execution to get us into things like GW and IIPR before they moved. So I'll have our eye and our computer execution strategies on our top tier names. You'll be able to go to our Armor Report whiteboard if you want to see what those top tier names are. I'm going to work on that uh, today. So this weekend, I'll fix the whiteboard and I'll just have on there the cannabis names I think can be touched. The rest I'm going to just take off for now. All right. So that's how we're going to handle this. Um, let's move on to precious metals. I'm going to wrap up on precious metals today. It's not an easy day to have a conversation about precious metals. The mining stocks are down. GDX is down one and a third. GDXJ down one and a third percent. Um, but if there's one thing I can tell you from investing in this space for a long time, you don't want to buy these stocks on big updates, right? So coming on here and telling you about the space when they're up 3% on the day is going to do you a disservice. So I wanted to share some big picture thoughts with you on precious metals today. So you're prepared to do your own homework, look at your portfolio and determine if it's the right thing for a portion of your portfolio. Before I drill down to individual names, I want to take a look at this right here. Okay? Guys, what you're looking at right here 
is a, a basic chart of today's beginning bull market in gold and how it looks to be mirroring the bull market of the 70s. Now, you can tell me that's crazy. Fundamentally, we can argue all you want. I'm just saying, look at the chart. Look at the picture. It's unfolding in a similar pattern. How fast it will get to that hyperbolic move higher, I don't know. But you can see that it's following that path. History doesn't repeat, it rhymes. Right now, it's repeating. I don't know what the rhyme will be. Maybe it spikes faster. Maybe it takes longer. I don't know. But you have to respect that chart. We had a long-term bear market in precious metals that ended last year. That's that first move off the bottom. Then we had a consolidation, which is wave number two. And now we're looking for wave number three up to, to begin. If it begins, it will be the biggest part of the move. So the time for you to do your homework on it is now. Let's take a look at the next picture. What's interesting about that chart before that we're starting to follow a major uptrend and when it's unfolding, we think in a three wave pattern, and we could be at the beginning of the third wave is look at that, those statistics there. Supply decreases as demand pressures are increasing. Part of the beauty of a big bear market in precious metals is that it dramatically reduces exploration. And then when you get the turn and demand spikes, it takes a long time to bring on new supply. It's not like energy where you just turn on the spigots and new supply shows up. It could take years to bring on serious new supply in metal. So the supply-demand equation is in the right place right now to begin a wave three up in precious metals prices. Let's take a look at one more chart. This is the one that I find really interesting. During the bear market, central banks were net sellers of gold. They've been net buyers of gold now for the, next, for the last few years, and they had a huge buying that went on last year. So some of the biggest reasons that we had a bear market in gold, which was central bank selling, has completely flipped on its head. And now they're buying. And we could philosophically discuss the fact that um, countries like China, Russia, and on and on are looking to move away from the dollar as the reserve currency. China has been saying for years now, they want to make the renminbi a reserve currency. And the best way to do that is to be buying a lot of gold, have a gold standard, people start to respect your currency. I'm not saying that they're on a gold standard right now. I'm saying what they've been doing is hoarding gold and talking about how they want to exchange or turn the renminbi into a reserve currency. So let's take a look at what's happening to the dollar. And I'll wrap up with that thought. Okay. Check this out. This 
is a chart of UUP. Okay, now, before the outbreak, coronavirus, the dollar is breaking down big time. Then, of course, we've had a bit of a rally up here. Fear drives money into treasuries. Let's take a look at the treasury market, right, just for a second. Treasuries are blowing out. People have to convert their currency into U.S. dollars to buy treasuries, right? So the dollars run back up in here. But what we think we're seeing is a top. Now, there's a gap down here, and you're closing the gap. That's typical. So I ask you to look at this chart and then look at the chart of gold. Wow, what's that? What's that? What's going on? The price of, of the value of the, the U.S. dollar is going up. And at the same time, the value of the price of gold is going up. Not typically the case. Okay? Not typically the case. So I just wanted you to be aware of some of the big pictures of why precious metals are important, in our opinion, to protect a portfolio, to hedge a portfolio. We use it alongside of our treasuries position. Okay. Um, for those of you who are new to precious metals, let me just be very clear. When the market has a big up day, very often precious metals are down. Okay. When you have economic numbers that are released like today in the jobs report, the knee jerk reaction, sell off gold. Okay. But the big, so forget about day trading these assets. They're very hard to understand. But if you look at the trends that are developing, over the last six to nine to 12 months, it's getting very interesting in the space. How to play it, you've got the ETFs, GDX and GDXJ, the big miners and the small cap miners. Then you've got, you know, the pedigree names, Newmont Mining and what used to be Barrick Gold, right? Gold Corp, G-O-L-D is the symbol, okay? Now, G-O-L-D is going to announce earnings. Let me just see something. Um, GOLD, it's, it's still considered Barrett Gold, right? It's still called Barrett Gold. GOLD is the symbol. Okay. Um, they're going to announce earnings next week. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, at Brett Rosenthal, or on StockTwits, Armor Report, you'll notice that I told all Armor insiders this week that we were long a particular gold stock. It was Royal Gold. And I said, we're lifting it out of the portfolio before the earnings announcement because we're uncomfortable with the risk reward. We think that there could be a negative announcement um, and the potential for an upside announcement was minimal. And so we didn't want to hold that stock into earnings. That turned out to be very accurate. Royal Gold missed the number on the top and the bottom line and the stock dropped three, 4%, maybe 5%. The converse is true about Barrick. They announce earnings next week. We don't own this stock. I'm not telling you to run out and buy this stock. This is just the barometer of the whole precious metal space. And it's possible that what we're going to see are the big companies like Newmont and Barrick start to show earnings power. It's possible. If the announcement shows earnings power, 
shows that these companies have turned into growth stocks because of earnings and not just stocks that go up and down based on the value of gold every day. Then it could become very interesting, this space. And of course, the biggest holdings inside of GDX and GDXJ are gold, you know, Barrick Gold, Newmont, these type of names. So we're going to have our eye fixed on that earnings announcement next week. Don't, I'm not telling you to buy the stock, okay? I'm just saying, let's see what that announcement is. If it shows real earnings growth, then that's just another piece to the puzzle of why we want to use this group as a great way to hedge our portfolio. Okay, so I'm just going to wrap up there. You say, why am I hedging the portfolio? The market looks great. It really doesn't look great to me. I know it's making new highs. I understand that. Um, very often when the market collapses to the 50-day moving average, which the S&P did, well, I think it was last week, right? It rips off of that. That first sell-off usually bounces. Okay, if it can't make new highs, can't make new highs, it rolls back over and the next decline will be a lot more vicious. This is why I'm sharing with you ideas of how to hedge the portfolio at this stage. Not to run out and sell all your stocks. Hey, man, we're making money elsewhere, right? We own Gilead, making a lot of money. Great. But now's the time to think of hedging. Risk management. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks for spending time with me. You know, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And never forget rule number 76. Let me hear you say it. No excuses. Play like a champion. I'll see you guys next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.